There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you guys. How, how's the president doing? How's the president doing? He's doing well. All right. I want to begin by thanking all of the incredible medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, everybody at Walter Reed Medical Center. I think it's the finest in the world for the incredible job they've been doing. Uh, I came here, wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So that was just seconds ago. Donald Trump just put out a video from Walter Reed Medical Center. We will read that in just a moment. We'll read that. We'll listen to it in just a moment. There is a lot going on. There's so much happening. And the the direction of today's show, which was really just a tracking show of the president now in day two of his battle with COVID. Um, we were going in a different direction because there was there's crazy speculation going on today. There's the the communication from the White House has been mixed and inconsistent, and from the Walter Reed doctors to me, there's I don't know, but um, uh, the president just uh, torpedoed that uh, storyline. I think with an appearance he just made, he just recorded his video and released it. Um, and, uh, I'll tell you my thoughts. We'll listen to it right now, but he, um, he doesn't look great. He looks like a guy who's sick. Um, he doesn't look devastated and emaciated and on death's door. Right, the rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated, right. but he's, um, but it, definitely he's, he's, he's a little slower. His eyes look a little bit, uh, he's a little beat up, but it's considering what we were told to expect, what shape we were told by these rumors and idiot especially progressive uh you know crisis experts who are all over the place 
suggesting that the Russians, by the way, had spies inside the hospital. This is Juliet Kayam, brilliant job. Spies inside the hospital, and they were had more information on him than we did. This is how dark and perilous this was. Anyway, he looked fine. Looked like a guy with a bad cold, essentially. And uh, this is him just moments ago. I want to begin by thanking all of the incredible medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, everybody at Walter Reed Medical Center. I think it's the finest in the world for the incredible job they've been doing. Uh, I came here, wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back because we still have to make America great again. We've done an awfully good job of that, but we still have steps to go and we have to finish that job. And I'll be back, I think I'll be back soon. And I look forward to finishing up the campaign the way it was started and the way we've been doing and the kind of numbers that we've been doing. We've been so proud of it. But this was something that happened and it's happened to millions of people all over the world and I'm fighting for them, not just in the US, I'm fighting for them all over the world. We're going to beat this coronavirus or whatever you want to call it and we're going to beat it soundly so many things have happened if you look at the therapeutics which i'm taking right now some of them by the way let's just let's stop as we go here we're going to beat this coronavirus or whatever you want to call it what does that mean to you uh I am going to take that as a hint that he wanted to call it the China virus mm-hmm. or the Wuhan virus. Right. But it's a, <laughs> this is a softening. So he's calling it the coronavirus. And whatever you want to call it is for the people outside Walter Reed who set up this, uh, this encampment of pro-Trump uh, love and support. I think to me that's a softening right there, and but but when he says whatever you want to call it, that means that if you guys down there, you can still call it the China virus. Well, right. I mean, also it's just sort of a wink and a nod to the idea that they keep changing the name. Like first it was the Wuhan virus, sure, and but it was he's, coronavirus, right. and now it's COVID. That's if you're what, but, in the know, you're supposed to call it COVID. But, but now. that also means, but because it is a coronavirus, it is specifically the COVID nineteen virus or the. Um, well, yeah, Corona COVID is short for coronavirus disease, right? But the, but then but that's part of SARS three something, right? Like, you're right. So, but he, I think that this is, I think this is shows, and by his tone already, of course, he's probably sedated as hell. He's certainly drugged up as hell. He's also got. <laughs> A a disease. He's also got symptoms. He's had trouble breathing and a fever and and this and that. So I mean, right. he's he's halfway lobotomized due to the what he's got. But he is very soft here. He doesn't appear to be reading, although he doesn't double back on many words in this thing. I think actually. he probably has a teleprompter. That was my gut impression. Was it? Do you really? I'll have to look. I at mean, you. I think he just he tends to meander more when he's just riffing, in my opinion. Uh, yes, but he also well, you know, so maybe the whatever you want to call it was a meander because he didn't like the fact that it said COVID. Right. Um, yeah. So that that seemed sounded like Trump to me. Uh, his tweets that he's been putting out that's been a subject of a lot of speculation on the internet. They sound like legitimate Trump tweets to me. But he could also this would also could also be an olive branch to the world. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it this over there or that over there, I'm fine with it. Maybe uh, I'm reading too much into mm-hmm. it, but I definitely we have never seen. Four minutes of President Trump 
It, it, we'll, we'll just let you hear it now, but, I, but this is a different tone. And others are coming out soon that are looking like, uh, frankly, they're miracles, if you want to know the truth. They're miracles. People criticize me when I say that. But we have things happening that look like they're miracles coming down from God. He ain't reading that. There's no way they wrote, frankly, they're miracles, if you want to know the truth. That's right, yeah, Trumpism. that's some riffing. Yeah, that's true. So I just want to tell you that I'm starting to feel good. I don't believe that. I don't believe the way he put that out there. I'm starting to feel good. I don't think he's starting <laughs> to feel good. I think he's starting to feel less, certainly. Or, um, but, um, but you know, he's putting a shine on it. Uh, you don't know over the next period of a few days. I guess that's the real test. So we'll be seeing what happens over those next cu- next couple of days. I just want to be so thankful for all of the support I've seen whether it's on television or reading about it. Uh, I most of all appreciate what's been said by the American people, by almost a bipartisan consensus of American people. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I very much appreciate it, and I won't forget it. So what is that to you? Well, almost bipartisan, I'm pretty sure, means not bipartisan. (laughs) That means screw some of you, yes. There's no (laughs) doubt about that. But to me... This is, and maybe I'm just looking at this rosy. Um, to me, this is him legitimately being delighted with, for the first time in almost four years now, him being treated like a normal president. This is the first time ever. You've had the network news, a lot of the network news. So the stuff we mm-hmm. played with Nora O'Donnell, I thought CBS was very good. You've had the media for the first time in almost four years treat him like a president and not like an opponent, not like somebody with no credibility who's um, essentially um, an occupier, a – what do you call that? Um, If you're somebody in a land you're not supposed to be, your – Invader? Invader, but somebody who's just occupying land where you're not supposed to be. Interloper? Yes, I love that word. I never have anybody. <laughs> so I think that he's seen it. I think that he's looked at the the some of the coverage, live TV coverage, and he can't believe that he's being covered like a president of the United States and not like this dirtbag, like you said, interloper. And I- including the olive branches offered by, uh, not olive branches, but the kind words. Mm-hmm. By you know, by political opponents, um, and this is this is what he wanted when he got in there. He wanted to be treated. Remember, he he's complained about not having a good spread in the New York Times about a kid from Queens who did well. Yeah. Well, now that considering they think that he could be dead at any time, suddenly the media is writing about him like they'd write about other presidents. Now it's still it's not far and wide, but compared to what it has been. I think that he's seen an outpouring right now that he's and and I think that all that Meadows and whoever else is handing him the right stuff. Oh, yeah. I definitely think they're selecting which information to give him. Everyone loves you, Mr. President. I think there's some of that going on for sure. Promise you that. I also want to thank the leaders of the world for uh, their condolences and their they know what we're going through. They know what as your leader, what I have to go through. But I had no choice because I just didn't want to stay in the White House. I was given that alternative. 
stay in the White House, lock yourself in, don't ever leave, don't even go to the Oval Office, just stay upstairs and enjoy it. Don't see people, don't talk to people, and just be done with it. And I can't do that. I had to be out front, and this is America, this is the United States, this is the greatest country in the world, this is the most powerful country in the world. I can't be locked up in a room upstairs and totally safe and uh, just say, hey, whatever happens, happens. I can't do that. We have to confront problems. As a leader, you have to confront problems. There's never been a great leader that would have done that. So, so that is um, that is exactly the right spirit that he should be having. You don't think that was a bit of a dig at Joe Biden for hiding in the basement? Um, that because that no, was what I, I felt that he was saying. Like, well, a good leader is out there with the people. He's not hiding know, away somewhere. It, me. I think I think it, it can certainly draw parallels between Joe, although now Joe is above ground. Um, but but no, I think that it's also a defense, in a proud defense of why he's out there doing rallies, talking to people, shaking hands or whatever you rubbing elbows now, whatever they do. And I do believe that that is true. That he does not, he doesn't. He's Trump. He doesn't hide. When nine eleven happened. Remember, he ran down to the to uh, you know building number seven or whatever. He was down there, right next to Rudy during that whole thing. <laughs> he wasn't going to not be part. Of, Trump doesn't not be part of something oh, ever. It doesn't true. even matter. He's he's a the moth to the light light right. bulb. He's going. He's going to be there. It's true, and I, I do think that part of his thing about COVID and not wanting to hide is a show of strength thing. I think that he doesn't want to be out there. And I think about this. Um, I don't know how many people who listen to this watch the show Veep, but I loved the show Veep, and it's all I can think about right now with the current events is how <laughs> is how accurate Veep is, um, you know, about our politics and the way they work. But I remember in an early, early episode of Veep, um, somebody offers Selena, the main character, the uh, her glasses and she says no 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 you should never wear glasses as a politician it's like a wheelchair for the eyes it looks weak <laughs> <laughs> so and you know it's funny because it's like a throwaway laugh line but i was watching it with a politician friend and that friend said she just looked at me and like tapped the side of her head like absolutely that's right as a politician you never want to show weakness because they're out to get you you know, and it's like yes. a joke, but that's but that's the way our politics really is. And if you show weakness, they will come for you, you know, and and the wearing the mask thing, the hiding in the base. Like, look at when President Trump was having the protests and he was in the White House bunker and they all called him bunker boy. Right. And then that's when he came out and did his thing with the church and the Bible. Right. Because they were calling him bunker boy and he was offended. Right. So that's like. Uh, his whole thing, I think, is is that he doesn't want to look weak, but or afraid, basically. Uh, and I think that, you know, for better or worse, I think, you know, I'm in favor of wearing masks in crowded indoor spaces. But uh, I think Biden hiding in the basement does come across as weak, and people ultimately want to choose to vote for the alpha. Oh, totally, totally. And I think that that in that uh, personification of strength is something that with Trump is not contrived. That's a real thing that he brought with him from New York, that you're out there, you show strength, you be the alpha. You know, you can be gregarious as well, but you definitely, you never, and he's a guy from Queens. He's essentially an Italian guy from Queens. 
and you never you show you be a man and being a man to him uh is he's got an old time uh you know threshold for what that means and that is that is being strong always promoting yourself up always talking about yours is the best this is the best i'm the best we're the best you're going to have the best this will be the greatest thing that you've had you know you'll have the greatest day you know and i just think that that's part of his nature i think he believes that and also He's probably been inspired because he is a human being, after all, by seeing the, the throngs of support. I mean, just over the years, the, the thousands mm-hmm. of people who show up for him, the lives that are changed by him. And this is any president. Um, how much the things he says does actually affect people. And and uh, his predecessors, I think probably even even Donald Trump, who we think prob- doesn't pour through books like uh, like Jefferson did, even Donald Trump. In this situation, I've got to believe that he's looking around and he looked at George W. Bush after 9-11 and, you know, and, and other. And that's one of the reasons I think that he was front and center during the all the COVID stuff, because that's what you do. You get out there and lead. Now, that's a different art dealing with a pandemic. Well, uh, right. And some of the actions, I think, by the administration here were dumb, you know, more so than than. um than brave per se. And I mean, I know it's a fine line. Certainly some of the reporting on this has been hysterical. Uh, you know, we have, I think it's the daily beast was, has been reporting that Ron Johnson, you know, went to an event after getting a positive COVID test. That's not true. Uh, he did go to the event after taking the test, uh, but he did not, uh, go after receiving the positive results. He received the positive results. Right. Afterwards. We'll get to that. We'll we'll but, get to that and all the fallout from that. And the administration's doing in a but moment. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's important when we talk about how President Trump is. You know, he's like, I'm brave. I'm out here. I'm facing the pandemic. Like, yeah, but don't be an idiot at the same time. You know, and and don't put other people at risk by going out when you could be ill. That's at Alice Shattuck on Twitter, by the way. At Alice Shattuck on Twitter. <laughs> Feel free to attack her all you will. I'm, I'm going to listen to our sick president, if you don't mind, um, Jake Tapper. So that's where it is. I'm doing well. I want to thank everybody. Our first lady is doing very well. Melania asked me to say something as to the respect that she has for our country, the love that she has for our country. And uh, we're both doing well. Melania is... Uh, really handling it very nicely as you've probably read she's slightly younger than me just a little (laughs) tiny bit and uh, therefore just we know the disease we know the situation with age versus uh, younger people and uh, melania is handling it statistically like it's supposed to be handled and uh, that makes me very happy and it makes the country very happy but i'm also doing well and i think we're going to have a very good result Again, over the next few days, we're going to probably know for sure. So I just want to thank everybody out there, everybody all over the world, specifically the United States. The outpouring of love has been incredible. I will never forget. Thank you very much. So that was it. About four minutes, uh, President Trump, um, you know, talking about um, appreciating, thanking people, talking about love, 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 a status report and how he's feeling. Um, a message of resolve that he wants to beat this thing and not just for him, but for everybody in the world. This thing, this four minutes was spot on. 
This is exactly, I mean, not only is it as a human being with COVID in the president, the right thing to be saying, but moving to the political, that is perfect. And it was all positivity. It was, it was soft and cuddling. It was, um, it was hopeful. And it, it, this is something. So on one side, you have this. On the other side of the spectrum, end of the spectrum, you have, she's a horse face. This is so far from horse face. And you've got to think, if you're talking about just politics of the thing, suburban moms, this is what they want to hear. Of this course. is a sick older person who is not complaining about his own pain and suffering and troubles he's going through, but just saying, hey, I want to get back out there with you. Things are, it's, it's okay, but I'm feeling better. He doesn't look great. Um, and it was a message of positivity and love. He was self-effacing with the Melania joke in there, mm-hmm. and he was—he just gave thanks to people. There was no, there were everything else was holstered. All of his weapons that he that he usually used were were holstered. But don't you think that part of that is because he's probably being insulated from any negative? stuff like there's no hostile reporters in there asking him questions he doesn't seem to have been on twitter as much he's hopefully not seeing any of the weird speculation and craziness and people being weird so so he's very there's the, what do you think he's doing with his time reading the tolstoy there's no way it, they, he is watching tv and he's i'm looking sure at twitter. he's watching tv and i'm sure all this stuff but i also think that he's not exposed to as much negativity as he has been and trump is very sensitive so it's like if he's only seeing like positive messages and everybody rallying for him and you know he sent meadows out with the boxes of chocolates mm-hmm. to give to the supporters who were rallying outside walter reed like he's great and he's magnanimous and he's generous and he's the nicest guy in the world but if you're attacking him he turns into this like angry bitter scary monster guy and he can't like control that and he's not seeing that right now he's only seeing the positive so he's all positive well he's not seeing it face to face and that is it's i don't know if that's called irony but it took him the coronavirus and being super contagious to keep the serpents away from him and isn't that great? And of course, they've got other targets now. They're going after Meadows and the, the general handling of the thing. And by doing this address, this is a troll address as well. Because mm-hmm. this blows up. I mean, it is right now at 7.23 p.m. Eastern Time. Stories have to be filed for tomorrow for in print. You know, you've got the, on a Saturday, I don't even know what the hell time the news is on the networks. But, but I mean, you've got news deadlines, etc. And he is just T-boned. The news, like, like <laughs> yeah. the show. I mean, he has thrown everybody off on what they're. Well, we had to the same doing. thing. We were getting ready to right. set up the show, and you're like, "Oh, Trump just tweeted a new video." So I would, I would caution us against assuming this will happen again and again. This is a guy who's been under a battery of medications for the last 48 hours, and who I, knows how fatigued he's really right. feeling. I, I, and you know, you know, yes, definitely. And he does, and he does look paler in there. Somebody tweeted to me, and I don't know if this is a joke or true. That he doesn't have probably the resources to tan where he is. <laughs> is that how that works? Because does he go? Does he spray tan like every day? You think? Does he tan? Is, how do you think he gets orange? <laughs> to the color that he is? Yeah, I don't know. I have to think he's probably getting spray tanned. Really? I mean, I think. Of so. course, somebody can't do that. <laughs> That's I don't a good think thing. They're gonna bring a pop up spray Ooh, tan well, tent no, into Walter that, Reed. Wouldn't that be something? If the reinvention? Hold on, the reinvention of Donald Trump. 
not only speaks differently mm-hmm. and is softer and cuddlier, which of course makes him a human being and able to uh, garner empathy. And of course, if he does that and the press still has the fangs out, then it looks like they're attacking an innocent. But if he transforms his physical look so that he's now a paler version, the new Trump is the pale Trump or the Germanic Trump mm-hmm. that he usually would be. And this is this whole thing has been a what's the word I used misused yesterday? Cathartic mm-hmm. experience for him. Now I know I'm these are flights of fancy at this moment because he could be talking about Mika's facelift in an hour on Twitter, and that's all gone. Um, and you would think that that's that would be the place where he would go, unless unless the 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 dialing down of the viciousness of attacks against him has made it easy for him to to ratchet down his own personality. I mean, yeah, that's what I feel. That's what I was trying to drive at a little bit is that I think that when he feels like he's under attack, he lashes out. And right now he doesn't feel like he's under attack, so he's free to be right. a normal person. Right. This is Mar-a-Lago Donald right now. Right. Because is... he feels like he's getting treated like he ought to be treated. So he's now loves everybody. He's But it it's also not awesome to uh, have your country be run by a person who's that volatile and that um, susceptible to what other people think about him. You know, like, don't let them control you that much. But he, like, lives and dies on what the media is saying about him. Well, okay, sure. In his defense, nobody's ever had it this bad in in modern times. They were pretty bad to George W. Bush, and he is a little bit more even-keeled, I would say, than Donald Trump is. Um, They had... they. Bush definitely had it bad, and people in the streets called him Nazis. And, the, and every and like every the SNL stuff, every the... SNL uh, bit ended with George Bush is stupid, and and the and the other stuff. But nobody has ever had from all sides every aspect of everything he does attacked. Mm-hmm. Bush was stupid working for Cheney, Cheney, who was the mastermind. Bush was a cowboy who loved to take us into war, who lied about mass, weapons of mass destruction. I mean, they were going after Bush on generally on issues, and his daughters were drunk. They went after them a couple of times. Trump is it's relentless and it's total and complete. I mean, it mm-hmm. is never every part of this guy. They have just ripped every every single part of this guy into the point where the the media stopped stopped putting anything he did said or did in context, and um, and they just started fresh with him. Like, you know, the, the kids in cages, Trump, kids in cages, you know, something that he, the policy essentially inherited, at least the cage part of it. Um, oh, it, yeah. I mean, I mean they, all just, sorts of, all they so- just blatantly lie. I mean, I had this argument with somebody yesterday about, um, you know, they were going off on, you know, him telling people to inject bleach. Well, I hope they inject him with bleach like he told everyone else to do. I said, he never told people to inject bleach. And then they were sending me clips and going back and forth. And, you know, like, you mm-hmm. can go through that whole press conference. He did not tell people to inject bleach. That right. is a fantasy. No, the only did. people who said anything about injecting bleach are the press that speculated on his comments, made up a whole thing, and then just ran wild with it. Like, 
You know, they're the right. ones who said, president says to inject bleach. If anybody injects themselves with bleach, which I don't believe anyone has, it will be because the media told people that the president said that completely fabricated this story. Right. And, and that's the other point, too, is that you know, Bush didn't have to deal with, <coughs> social, with social media. He just dealt with, I mean, he just dealt with, uh, you know, the, at that point, terrestrial media. And there was certainly blogs, et cetera. And the, the Internet was a thing. But, um, but uh, yeah, no, they've, they've been completely, the, the media has been, they have because Trump is such a different guy. They've decided that their um, that their mission statement had to change, and that he was not to be in polite company. And that their main their prime directive was to um, vanquish him, and that's what they were doing. You know, and that's but Jim Acosta. That's his whole the whole thing. It's not to glean information for the American people. Nobody they're not there for that. It's to to it's to politically whack the president. But okay. So, um, you saw it. Did you see, you saw the video? The video yeah. of the president? Yes. Yes. Uh, how did you think he looked? Um, I mean, he looked paler than usual, but that could be like lighting and stuff too. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Um, but he was sitting up. He seemed alert and okay. He's clearly not, you know, completely out of the Twitter rumors have been running a little wild. There's half the world thinks he's. You know, half the world thinks he's at death's door and on oxygen and a ventilator and all this crazy stuff and then he's dying and then half the world thinks he's like totally faking the whole thing and doesn't really have coronavirus at all. So, I mean, he seems like someone who is sick to me, but, you know, he doesn't seem to be in any immediate danger at this moment in time anyway. You know, he's not lying in a hospital bed with a bunch of beeping machines. (laughs) Yeah, and actually, I I don't think there's any chance he'd ever do that yeah well i mean on a slightly different note i do think the fact that he went to walter reed at all because like you say i don't think he'd ever do that i don't think he's a hospital guy and i have the same thing i don't go to the doctor or can get anything done unless i absolutely feel it's necessary you know i don't want to be in there with the doctors poking and prodding me unless i have a very good reason to be And, you know, I think he's the same type of person. So the fact that he went to Walter Reed makes me think that he is feeling pretty seriously ill. Because I don't think he would otherwise. Yes, yes. No, I completely agree. Um, And, yeah, so the stuff that we were going to talk about was just the, the, the White House's handling of this. There was earlier today, there have been... If you've missed all this stuff because you're enjoying your weekend, which is the right thing to do. <laughs> of course. Don't um, follow There has news. been – the press is incessantly asking if the president was on oxygen at any time in the last couple of days. And uh, doctors have said, well, he wasn't today and he wasn't uh, yesterday when he checked in here. And they've been very cagey. These doctors – It is a little They odd. all seem like feds. It's weird how cagey they are. But – and then uh, – uh, but the media is saying, no, we know we have cooperation. The Times and the AP says that he was on oxygen Friday for a little bit of time before he went over there. And I don't even know if that, like, why that's a big thing. So what if he was? He was so they're saying, like, maybe that he's in worse condition than the doctors are letting on if he was on oxygen. Right. So you would think, and these, these doctors, and plus there was a leak, right? Two unnamed sources or something said. Okay, well, there's. There's two things happening. One is that the White House 
Press Pool got an anonymous email saying, let me find exactly what it said. How do you make an anonymous email? I don't know how you or, do it. I mean, in an email, if it's anonymous, you wouldn't trust it. Unless it's off the record email, and who the freak would send the email right. off the record? You would, you could um, embargo an email. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not an email. Maybe it's no. Like but one I heard the same thing yesterday. Anonymous they, like Dropbox things or whatever. This anonymous quote. This is from Olivia Newsy on uh, on Twitter. She says a source familiar with the president's health tells the White House pool the president's vitals over the last 24 hours were very concerning and the next 48 hours will be critical in terms of his care we are still not on a clear path to a full recovery so then she goes on this anonymous quote was sent to the White House pool reporters it arrived in my inbox and the inbox of other reporters who cover the White House I do not know where this quote came from and why this anonymous person has the authority to contradict the president's doctors Okay, so that's thing one. There's this anonymous source. Now, as a sort of separate event, Mark Meadows was caught on a live mic uh, asking a bunch of reporters to go off the record. So a lot of people are saying that this anonymous source that was emailed to the White House press pool is also Mark Meadows. I don't. I've seen that claim repeated, including by the AP, but I'm not sure that I am not fully clear that that's actually true. I. It's very weird when this kind of like breaking news stuff is happening. Like you just have to be so careful, even from credible sources, because when there's like sources, this sources that like every mass shooting or whatever, you see this stuff and like three fourths of the stuff that everyone's reporting within like the first 24 hours turns out to like not be true or be exaggerated or be wrong information or whatever. You just have to be careful with it. And like. I don't necessarily think it doesn't seem to me that this anonymous source is also Mark Meadows. That being said, the next 48 hours being critical in terms of his care kind of echoes what the president said in that speech. So I do tend to think that's like based on some reality, you know, that like, I don't think the president is necessarily on the upswing yet. I think that possibly what they mean is that in terms of when he got sick, that he's not at the point where we would know yet whether or not he is going to be in bad condition, you know? And right. that, so I don't know. It That's hard to tell. That being said, now we also have this other thing that's from, um, are you familiar with John Cooper? No. Um, so let me pause. By the way, I apologize for snorting into the microphone. I am. Um, Did I get you sick? Yes, now? Alice got me sick. She got the I'm president a super sick. Spreader. Oh no, Pepper! Can you move Pepper? Pepper. She's the the dog is on all of the wires that are important. The to dog lay down on the cables. Um, so um so uh yes so I've got the I'm sick now too and Alice is sick and everybody's sick and so um. So, uh, yes, I do have, I don't, I try to turn my mic off. Sometimes I just forget. And sometimes, you know, but, you know, by this point, your, your, um, ability to, your constitution against horrific uh, nasal allergy noises, I assume, has been strengthened. Right. So, uh, John Cooper is, um, the former chair of the Dem Coalition, National Finance Chair for Draft Biden 2016, Long Island Campaign Chair for Barack Obama. So, he's a Democrat operative. Clearly. Um, but he also tweeted, he mainly retweets like the, um, what's it called? He mainly retweets like the Lincoln Project people and stuff like that. Right. Um, 
so, but he also tweeted earlier today, I don't want to be an alarmist, but a GOP source just told me this. Trump's condition is serious. He can go either way. Despite all the meds and the presidential care, they could lose him within three to four days. They're trying to make his condition look good to reassure his base. So this is also a person who told us that he had very credible sources that Trump Jr. was going to be arrested and all this stuff. So this is not a credible person, but this is the stuff. Well, if Trump's going to be dead in four days, (laughs) it doesn't matter if he reassure his base. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's dead. Please get get out there and vote. Regardless, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. You know, a lot of these people are just full of crap and drunk. So it doesn't. right, but I mean, okay. And your friend Juliet Kayyem has been tweeting too. I have seen, seen her. Seen she's, she's, she's they're all psychotic. She's a dumb. She's a dumb with a uh, Harvard degree. I and think, as but, we were saying yesterday, this stuff is really irresponsible. You don't want to if you're a person who's sort of on the fringes of. Um, the political world you don't necessarily want to be undermining the stability of the united states government by casting aspersions on like the president's medical team we don't live in russia we don't live in north korea there's a huge i understand that but alice this is like this is like the the new england sports network nesson the the home of the red sox just reporting good news about the yankees it's like it is so antithetical to what they're supposed to be doing it's so I think they're saying find something, find something, find the communication problems in the White House, find rumors, find something, because we're not going to report that he's just struggling against the coronavirus and that his wife is there and that America's worried. We're not doing that story. And so, unfortunately, I think they've had to do some of the stories. And they're like, Dad, why do we have to do this? Yeah, but there's some fair hits on the Trump White House. I don't think that Meadows getting caught on a mic asking to go off the record is a good look. I think it's well, let's listen to that right amateur now. hour. Let's listen to that right now. Okay, so who... Obviously, the cameras are still rolling, so if, if we can go off the record okay. with some of y'all and get away from the cameras, sure. I'd be glad to... So that is... There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. There's nothing wrong with that. Going off the record is something is a way to give the people more information than you usually could. More information. True, but I think it's amateur hour, and I think his head is going to roll once hour? Trump is back to normal. Because you're not supposed to, people aren't supposed to know that you're the source of the off the record information. Well, in the old days, the camera pool probably wouldn't have leaked their audio that somebody's asking to go off the record because it's very routine. It's very routine that people go off the record. I've been in a, a bunch of meetings with elected politicians where in the ones who know what they're doing are going on and off and on and off and off during the whole thing. We're on Roth. Okay, we're on Roth. We're on, they know it. The ones who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's in the, the, there's nothing shady about it. It's a way to give you more information. A lot of times it's a way to set you in the right direction. It's a way for them to disclose information they're not supposed to be telling you. You know, it, it, it's a lot of it's in their self-interest because you're sniffing around them and they know that you're that you're going after them, politician A, when <laughs> politician B is the real problem. So they'll set you set the sent towards politician. I'm B. not against any off the record interviews. I'm against. I mean, yeah. And they shouldn't have leaked it, too. And that just speaks to whatever. But Meadows should know that he's dealing with a media that is not on his team and he should be more vigilant, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think uh, I don't think Trump's going to like it when Trump gets out of Walter Reed. I think Meadows is going to be toast. 
We'll see. That was the old uh, the old one. I'm going to sneeze so you can talk for a second, please. Okay, because um, <laughs> I don't think it looks awesome for the White House. I think they've done a terrible job controlling the message. I was very, very glad to see a bunch of doctors out there today giving a reasonable press conference about the president's condition. That was very reassuring. I was not thrilled with the Meadows stuff. Uh, I was not thrilled with the like weird sources additional information but that's also on the media you know and and I think that they have a desire to continue to report these rumors and stuff I do think it's somewhat irresponsible to continue to speculate on the on the president's condition when um he seems to be fine and they don't seem to have very good sources about it um you know this is important for the stability of the United States that the president is in good health and I think that we need to to continue to the media needs to continue to report the facts and not be going off base chasing wild rumors from anonymous sources I mean I tend to think the president's in serious condition but I also think he's in good hands and I think that you know the powers that be would make sure Pence is ready to take over if anything looks like it's going to go further south I don't think that that's going to be a thing uh, hold on. Yeah, but do, do you, you engender empathy, right? You can, yeah. Right. Well, you can. That's that's a correct use of that. I'm tweeting. I suppose, yeah. Wait, what do you mean? What? I don't know. I'm... Do don't you engender empathy? I'm gonna make sure. Sorry for the sniffing. Damn it! I did it right back there again. You engender empathy, isn't that what you do? Yeah. Yeah, you can. But don't say you can. You can say that. It's fine. It makes sense. Okay, good. You could say it. I hit tweet. <laughs> of course, you'd be an idiot if you did because it doesn't work. <laughs> Isn't it? This is. I tell you, man, following this guy is such a. Anyway, I'm glad he's feeling, uh, feeling quote, better. Of course, if he is actually feeling better. But um, so so I, I I was pleased with the tone. I was pleased with what he said, and um, I think it's a good thing. By the way, Cam Newton, Alice, Cam Newton, COVID positive. All right, so we've been invaded by an interloper, a two-year-old with red hair. So we promised yesterday that we would mention a couple of things. One was why you continue to buck the system and uh, and flip the bird to Doctor Fauci. What is right. the deal? You will not be uh, contact traced. What, are you, what, what is your problem? Is this because you're off the grid? You're a prepper? Or what's going on? Well, that's part of it. You know, I don't need to be um, a p- part of the whole state contact tracing system. Um, that's part of it. I also just, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a big doctor hospital person. If I feel I have a head cold, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to deal with my head cold. I'm not going to go out and cough on people. I mean, I wouldn't have anyway before COVID. I don't know who need needed to know this information that when you're sick, you shouldn't go out and cough on people. But, um, you know, I, I don't think I have coronavirus. I think I had coronavirus in January and, um, I don't want to be a part of the whole medical, whatever. I don't want to go in there. I'll probably get coronavirus going to get tested, frankly. So. Wow, you are a contra contra. What, what are you? Contrarian. Yeah, I don't want to look. My cold's almost gone. I'm feeling great. I've now infected Tom. And <laughs> yes, so 
I can contact trace you back to me. Who's Brandon Tatum? I'm not sure. I can't look it up because a two-year-old has my phone. Officer Tatum, 543,000 people. He believes he was infected. Anyway, so you're not there yet, are you? It's in your in your um, conspiracy world. You don't believe the Trump was infected by on purpose by government operatives. Um. Wow. Really? No. Who are you? No, I didn't say. No, I don't. But, but I was you thought say, about it for a second. Jesus. Well, I just had not heard that particular one. Um, I've heard people say that they think that this is going to be a CIA hit on Trump. I have heard people say that they think Trump is faking the whole thing uh, to engender sympathy and win the election oh, that way. Look who's uh, slumming by using my engender suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard. So I've heard. I've what I've heard runs the gamut. I've heard Trump's already dead. I've heard the CIA <laughs> is trying to kill him. I've heard that he's faking the whole thing. I heard that he got on, infected on purpose so that he could prove how strong he is. Um, you know, I've heard people say they think he went to the debate with COVID to infect Biden on purpose. Uh-oh. Hold on. Sorry. Are we back? Did yeah. You sorry. Okay. Did you cut me off mid Thing, yeah, I, I did. Think. Go so, ahead. so I've heard people say they think he went to the debate sick on purpose to infect Biden. I mean, I don't know. I think some of this stuff is wacky. I think some is, you know, possible. I don't think he was scared of COVID at any point. Right. And I don't think he's scared even now that he's positive. I think he thinks he's going to be fine. Um. So, um. So I don't what, think anybody infected him on purpose. I am intrigued by the idea that uh, this could all have been started at the receptions for the Amy Coney Barrett nomination announcement. And you've been you've, you've been very public with the fact that you think that this is RGB from beyond the grave. Yeah. No. Striking the entire administration down for daring to <sighs> grant her official uh, last... Dying well, wish. Dying wish, Exactly. So what's the other bit of housekeeping we had from yesterday? Um, you wanted me to talk about what happens if someone dies before the election or before the inauguration. Yes. And it's possible that either of these candidates could die before. The- I mean, either from COVID or just in general. Right. Since- the inauguration, I think we know. Well, yeah, the VP, because because you're already voted in as VP, essentially. I think. But, the, but before the election. Before the election or before the electoral college election, which is when the actual election happens. Um, You know, it's complicated. Supposedly, people are saying Nancy Pelosi is preparing for the idea that this could go to the House of Representatives as well, which has happened a few times in our history. What Um, do you mean go to the House of Representatives? Hold on. So, okay. Okay. If candidate A gets sick and is dead in three days. Right. Okay. What happens? What happens? What happens is they're not reprinting ballots at this point. A ton of people have already voted. Um, what happens is you go in and you vote for the person and their party. And what you're actually voting for when you cast your ballot is your party's slate of electors that were chosen by your party's state committee to cast their votes for Trump and Pence in the electoral college election later in the year. So... There's a bunch of people, the Electoral College electors, who've been selected by the state party, and they're going to go and vote for who's going to be president later on. And 
that's essentially when we're counting up the electoral college votes on election night. That's what we're counting up, how many votes each person will have in that election. And in some states, they're sort of legally bound and pledged to vote for that person necessarily. And in some states, they're really not. And, um, you know, presumably the state party is going to pick people who aren't going to screw this up. But, you know, there are some states where there's like a fine if you vote for the wrong person. But sometimes people do. That's called a faithless elector when somebody occasionally doesn't vote for who they're supposed to vote for in the Electoral College election. So some states there's a fine. Some states they if you try and vote for the wrong person, you're kicked out and they replace you with someone who will vote for the right person. But in some states you can just vote for a different person if you decide to at the last minute. Right. But essentially, if if the person dies... Now we're in a situation where not all the states have laws or the state parties have rules to cover that situation. Some do. Some you'll still be pledged to vote for like a replacement person that the party picks. In some states, you could be just hoping to keep your party's electoral slate in line with who you want them to vote for. And they could vote for someone else. They could vote for Biden. They could vote for some other person. So say like, for example, say Biden dies before the election, right? And or after the election, but before the electoral college election. So, and in Massachusetts, like we know that it'll be all Democrats, you know. Um, in um in Massachusetts, we know that the electoral college electors will be all Democrats. So, what could happen though is that, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what the rules are in Massachusetts. So don't take this with a grain of salt in terms of the specific rules to Massachusetts because it varies a lot state to state and I'm not specifically sure what the Massachusetts rules are. But, you know, it could happen that in a state you could have, you know, the party says, you know what, we're going to have Kamala Harris be the nominee. So everyone vote for Kamala Harris. But, you know, some people could decide, you know what, we're actually going to vote for Warren instead. And it's unlikely that a party would split up their vote like that because it could lead to like nobody getting a majority in the Electoral College, and that's when it goes to the House of Representatives. So if nobody gets 270 votes in the Electoral College, which could happen if it's close and you have some faithless electors or something, now the House of Representatives picks the president. Right. And that's We don't but, like that. But not by a straight vote, though. You vote as a state. So... Like Massachusetts obviously would vote for the Democrat because that's true. But some states have a split congressional delegation where they have, you know, some representatives who are Democrats. I don't think the math works for us on that anyway to look at it. Oh, well, there's 50 states are more than 50 of them controlled by Republicans or Democrats. I don't know. But like, look at the makeup of the Senate, you know. Oh, okay. So. So it is in the House of Representatives, but it's by state the way the Senate is. So, like, all the representatives that are in California only get one vote. They're combined. We like that. So, yeah, it is. I mean, but it is the House of Representatives and it's controlled by Nancy Pelosi right now. So there's some indications that maybe she's looking at which House seats she needs to make sure to get control of those kind of swing states. I, I don't know. This is all speculation. Hopefully nobody dies before the election right. or after the election or whatever. So but so so uh, let's say let's say President Trump were to pass away. Right. Um in but then by default Pence is not now the nominee. Not by default. No. I mean so the they party- would have to the states Republican committees would have to nominate him. 
Now right. is he the he but he did get a vote to be the vice president nominee. Right? He's on the uh, ticket, right? Yeah. In the primary was no, actually no, yeah. he's not. He just they just pick him at the convention. That's past all the primaries. Yeah. I mean last time around. Yeah, anyway. Vice presidents get picked by um by the party. So I So mean, Pence is nobody. They could have an all new ticket. Yeah, they could have an all new ticket, but there's no guarantees that in state or party rules that that the electors actually have to do what the party tells them to do either. And of so course, actually, what am, I thinking, what am I thinking? Actually, if this happened, Pence would be the president, right? He would be, be the he'd incumbent take the oath president. Of office. So, right. so he would. So he'd be an Air Force One. So he would be the pick. Well, presumably, yeah, but there's also no guarantees that the party can't at that point. Maybe in some states they can, depending on what the rules are. But it's not necessarily clear at all that the party can make electors actually vote for who they want them to vote for at that point. So, you know, if there was an uprising among the electors and a bunch of them said, no, we're voting for Nikki Haley instead, they could potentially do that. Um, so it's it would be a complicated situation. There would be some lawsuits, I'm guessing, um, over who's allowed to do what and vote for whom and what the party can tell people to do. Right. And in this, and actually, and of course, you'd have the Trump, if Trump were to pass away, and obviously we're not hoping for this, obviously, et cetera, but we're just, you know, we're we're gaming out this possibilities. You'd have essentially what was the Trump mafia, all the, the Trump people, including Mark Meadows, including the kids, et cetera, they would have be controlling all the passion. Essentially, they'd they'd be anointing the person who's who's in the top of the ticket, and I'm sure that would be Pence. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah, but I don't know that you know Trump Jr. commands the same um, coalition that Trump himself does. You know, I don't. You don't think so? The heir apparent doesn't tell people you want those. Ma- where do all the MAGA people go? You know, if you silence, I mean... if you kick them out, if you send the Trumps packing. If something happens. And- Maybe, but even like Trump's endorsement hasn't necessarily meant that much. People vote for Trump, but they don't necessarily do what Trump tells them to do. Well, we don't Trump care about them, the down ticket stuff. We care about the- do. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're now an order of magnitude removed. Like, if people won't vote for who Trump tells them to vote for, why would they vote for who Trump Jr. tells them to vote for if Trump is gone? You know, like it. The president's a pretty big rock star. I think that's that's what you'd want. Yeah, but I don't think that people necessarily are going to do that just because he says so. I don't know. It it would remain to be seen like where the momentum ends up. I I don't know, and like like I say, like individual state and party rules are going to factor into this in a big way. And I mean, I I don't know. At that point, all bets are off. It's like anybody's game right there. You can end up with President Pelosi or something crazy if that Ooh. happens. <sighs> okay. All right, so I think that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you, Alice. I didn't know um, that you were such a conspiracy theorist. I do have some thinking to do, some soul searching <laughs> to do about uh, our marriage and the fact that you tried to kill me with whatever sickness you have, which I now have, which means that uh, now we'll be the full cast of On Golden Pond. You know? <laughs> I think, I think I'm close to recovering. So you probably have about 48 hours of sounding terrible, oh, and then. Um, and then you might be back to your old self in no time. Oh, good. So, well, it's good news. Good news out there for for uh, Trump. You know, this stuff seems to change every few hours. 
but um, but um, I'm uh, I'm a little bit reassured by what I saw today and what we heard today. Maybe somebody can have an epiphany, or maybe something's already happened where something's clicked in and they said we're changing the tone, we're reinventing, we're doing something different, and that would catch Team Biden um, flat-footed. I can tell you that anyway. All right, thank you so much. Thanks for all the great uh, for everybody listening and the, the you know more and more people listening. We appreciate that. That's word of mouth. That's you saying good things about us, which I like. I'll buy each of you a beer. Follow me on Twitter at Tom Shattuck. You follow Alice at Alice Shattuck. I'm on Instagram. There's more chicken pictures up there. I'm on Chinese Communist Party's TikTok. I just want to see what happens there. Maybe they can fix my credit score. All right, man. See you all tomorrow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.